Welcome in to the Fighting Tiger 10th Inning Show. Stats, scores, highlights, and more. Your full recap on the game. Once again, let's go inside the Caesar Sportsbook broadcast booth on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Women's Hospital 10th Inning Show. Tigers victorious 12-2 to again to improve to 8-1 and one on the year. And, Buzzy, let's start with Paul Skeens. Tell me what you saw tonight out of the Tigers' right hand. Well, it was uh, everything that's been told to me. You, you know, you and Chris both said he was unbelievable the first night. I wasn't able to watch uh, the game in Round Rock last Friday, but it was it was everything and some. I and mean, we saw multiple 100-mile-an-hours. You, if you round it up, Point one, you'd get to 101. So he was he was electric early. It was a beautiful night to, to play baseball. It was a beautiful night to pitch. I know the, the little bit of time I pitched, the, 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 a lot of times that you pitched, Doug, this is the night you wanted. You you had a lot of energy. You could let it rip. And uh, what's what's just as impressive as, as him throwing 100 is he throws the ball over the plate and he throws a lot of strikes. He had no walks. He only gave up the one hit. It was in the first inning. Um, and it was just it was just dominant uh, against again a team that's not great offensively, uh, but it, I think it could have been the 27 Yankees tonight, honestly, Doug. And I don't know that they'd have had, got a lot of good swings off. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's as dominant as you want. Double digit strikeouts now three times. I told some people this week that you know I think he's going to end up somewhere in the 165, 170 for the season. Might be off there. Uh, this is as dominant as we've ever seen, not just here at LSU in the purple and gold, uh, but, you know, I can remember some kids from Florida, of course, the two last year, the year before, Kumar Rocker, and, of course, Leiter from Vanderbilt were impressive, but not like this, not starting off a game with three or four straight 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. You know, a lot of guys, when you hear somebody hit 100, they bump it a couple times, right? Uh, unless we're talking about, you know, major league bullpens, et cetera, those guys come in and throw it more often, but Paul Skeen hit 100 miles an hour probably 10 times tonight. I was going to say it was at least and, it was 8-9 for sure. And, <laughs> and every other fastball is 97, 98 miles an hour. And you mentioned in the in the broadcast that when he throws that slider it's almost like cheating. Um, we, we've truly never seen anything so dominant. I think that we're, uh, you know, it's great to have him here. Uh, can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds. Now, offensively, at the beginning of the game, Cole Graveson went out there. He was a thumbing lefty. He was topping out with his fastball at 84, had off-speed pitches all the way down into the high 60s. Tigers had some trouble with that, not just the first time through the lineup, but even that second time through the lineup. Do you see that as a problem moving forward for this offense? I, no, I don't because the, the good news is that's probably probably the only guy they're going to see like that maybe all year. They're certainly not going to see uh, somebody like that in SEC play. Now, I'm not telling you they won't face a guy that, you know, is, is 85, 86, 87 and, and has that, uh, you know, where they pitch a little backwards, throw a lot of all-speed pitches early. Um, and, and, and throw all-speed pitches and, and hitters counts. They'll face those type of guys, but they're not going to face a guy throwing, uh, you know, 78, 79, 80 mile an hour at time fastballs. I mean, that was a, a extreme there. So I don't see a problem with uh, moving forward. I knew, I, I kind of sense that they may struggle early just because I know how difficult that is when you face guys, especially coming from, from Texas and Round Rock this weekend, facing a lot of good arms, and then you face that, you're going to struggle a little bit. Not Nothing to be concerned with, and they took advantage of the 
the nine walks and the four hit-by-pitches that uh, Butler baseball uh, gave them, and they took advantage of that and got, got the runs across that they needed. All right, stay with us here on the Women's Hospital 10th Inning Show. We'll come back to run down the stats later, go to the scoreboard before we send it down to Bill with Coach Jay Johnson down in the Champions Club. All that next on the LSU Sports Radio Network. with more on the Fighting Tiger 10th Inning Show. Time now to take a look at the final game stats on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Tiger fans, this is big. Blast your way to winnings and play Cherry Blast Slingo from the lottery loaded with $30 prizes. Went up to $30,000. Stop at your favorite lottery retailer and pick up Cherry Blast Slingo today for your chance to win up to $30,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. And I'll remind you, this game's brought to you in part by Capital One, offering checking and savings accounts with no fees or minimums. What's in your wallet? And once again, I will turn it over to my broadcast partner, Buzzy Heidel, to run down the stats and pass out some post-game awards. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, time of game was three hours and seven minutes. The winning pitcher goes to Paul Skeens. He moves to 3-0 and on the year. Loss goes to Graverson for Butler. He moves to 0-1. Scoring by inning, LSU started the scoring off in the bottom of the third by putting one up and then put a big spot up, a crooked number in the bottom of the fifth, six in the bottom of the fifth, bottom of the second. Six, excuse me, they put up two runs and then another three runs in the bottom of the seventh before Butler scratched one across in the top of the eighth and the top of the ninth. LSU went 12 runs on 10 hits and no errors. Butler went two runs on two hits and three errors. Paul Skeens was the man of the night. He went six innings, gave up one hit, no runs, no walks, 13 strikeouts. Micah Buckingham came on for two-thirds of an inning, gave up no runs, no hits, no walks, and one strikeout. He gave way to Griffin Herring, who threw an inning's worth of work, no hits, no runs, one strikeout. Aiden Moffitt came on and struggled, did not record an out, uh, gave up a run it was earned, and walked three. Gavin Gidry did a nice job of coming on uh, for an inning, gave up one hit, one run it was earned, no walks, and four strikeouts. And Dutton recorded the last out of the game. Uh, and gave up no hits, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. And stay with me on this one, uh, Doug. We've got quite a few offensive guys that uh, that were put in the lineup. So uh, at, the, at the top was Gavin Dugas. Uh, he was 0 for 3. He did score a run, drew a walk. Mick Paul came in for a pinch hit, was 1 for 1 with a run scored. Braden Bear was 0 for 1. Dylan Cruz with the big three-run homer in the fifth. He was 1 for 4 and drove in three runs. Tommy White was 2 for 3, drove in a run and scored a run. Ethan Fry was 1 for 2 with two runs scored and drove in a run. Jordan Thompson was 0 for 3 with a run scored. Trey Morgan was 1 for 4 with a run scored. Kay Beloso came in and got a, a, a nice double into the right center gap. He was 1 for 1 and drove in two, run, two runs. Jared Jones was 1 for 3. Josh Pearson was 0 for 1. He did drive in a run and score a run. Paxton Kling was 0 for 1 with a couple walks and a couple hit by pitches. Alex Malazzo was 2 for 4 with two runs driven in. And Ben Napolt was 0 for 1 with two runs scored. And Jack Merrifield came in and uh, drew a walk there at the end. A couple post-game awards we'll give away. The first is the play of the game. Uh, which was there in the fifth inning, a big three-run homer by Dylan Cruz to kind of open up the game. 1-1 is crushed to right center field. 
No doubt about this one. That's a three-run home run off the bat of Dylan Cruz to put the Tigers ahead four to nothing. And the player of the game brought to you by Centos, proudly helping local Louisiana businesses stay clean, prepared, and ready for the workday for over 40 years. And surprise, surprise, Paul Skeens, who went six innings, had the 13 strikeouts. His ninth strikeout was to end the fourth inning. The 2-2. Fastball right down the middle. And that is strike three, number nine on the night. Another Super One food strikeout for Paul Skeens, who walks slowly off the mounds as if he owns the place. And rightly so. He has been very impressive so far. Tigers lead it one to nothing. We'll head back for the bottom of the fourth inning. It'll be Morgan, Jared Jones, and Paxton Kling on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Paul Skeens ended the first inning, second inning, third inning, fourth inning and sixth inning with strikeouts he was dominant tonight thank you buzzy stay tuned we'll come back on the woman's hospital 10th inning show to go over the scores around the sec before we throw it down to bill frankes who is waiting to visit with coach jay johnson down in the champions club all that next on the lsu sports radio network Tiger fans get low-rate, long-term financing now on powerful Kubota tractors, mowers, and utility vehicles. Visit LSUKubotaDealers.com for your nearest Kubota dealer and test drive a Kubota today. And one final time, I'll hand it off to my buddy on the right, Mr. Buzzy Heidel, to tell you what went down around the SEC today. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, around the SEC presented by Visit Baton Rouge. We're ready. Are you? Uh, one game still in progress, one game postponed. The game in progress is Louisville and Texas A&M and the Shriners Hospital for Children's College Classic. And Louisville is putting it on A&M 14-5. That game is in the top of the eighth. Uh, Indiana State and Kentucky was postponed tonight. All the rest are finals. Vanderbilt lost to Nebraska. Nebraska beat them 5-3. That's the seventh-ranked Commodores. Arkansas beats Wright State 12-2, that game being played in Fayetteville. Ole Miss wins over Maryland 5-1. Florida big over Miami 10-4. Alabama continues to stay undefeated as they beat Illinois-Chicago 11-1. Tennessee with the win over Gonzaga 8-2. Auburn a final 7-3 over Lipscomb. Ohio State beats Mississippi State in Frisco, Texas. They beat them 8-3. How about this? Clemson ruins South Carolina's perfect season so far, 5-2. South Carolina moves to 9-1 on the year. And Georgia with the win over Georgia Tech, 7-2. That game being played in Athens. All right, thanks, Buzz. That'll wrap things up for us here in the broadcast booth. For our entire broadcast team, Mr. Buzzy Heidel, Miss Alondra Villarreal back at Capital One Studio Control. This is Doug Thompson thanking you for joining us on the airwaves and inviting you to join us tomorrow when LSU battles the Central Connecticut Blue Devils in game two of this unique four-game series at the box. Airtime is 1 p.m. and the first pitch is scheduled for 1.30. Stay tuned as next Bill will visit with head coach Jay Johnson as we continue on the 10th show brought to you by Woman's Hospital. Once again, the Fighting Tigers win over the Butler Bulldogs by the final score of 12-2. And you heard it live on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Time to get a breakdown on the game with LSU head coach Jay Johnson on the Fighting Tiger 10th inning show. Now, from the clubhouse, along with the coach, here is Bill Frankes. 
1-1 is crushed to right center field. No doubt about this one. That's a three-run home run off the bat of Dylan Cruz to put the Tigers ahead 4 to nothing. Doug Thompson with the call. The Dylan Cruz home run highlighted a six-run LSU fifth inning. Tigers go on to a 12-2 win tonight over Butler. LSU improves to 8-1 and one on the year. We're down here in the LSU clubhouse at Alec Box Stadium, Skip Burtman Field. We're joined now by LSU coach Jay Johnson. And, Coach, after a win, you always talk about a magic moment. Uh, tell us about the magic moment this evening that led you to victory. That would be the best player in all of college baseball. <laughs> finally hitting a ball the other way. I mean, when I say finally, I mean on our team against a pitcher that required you to do that. Um, three-run homer, Dylan Cruz. And it um, could have been when Paul Skeens woke up this morning. That probably would have been another good one, too. <laughs> right. So uh, seeing those two guys roll around this, this field every day puts a big smile on my face. I can imagine it would. And, Coach, you mentioned uh, – the pitcher from Butler, Cole Graverson, uh, really a, a very unorthodox pitcher in that a, a lefty who was was living in the 75 to 70 mile per hour range had, had the hitters off balance. Finally, of course, Dylan did solve him with that home run. But yeah, how difficult was it for your hitters to adjust to someone like him who you probably don't see very often? Well, it shouldn't be, but it was, and um, you know we just addressed it after the game mm-hmm. and. Um, I think we'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Uh, now, with that being said, it's a 12-2 win. Uh, yeah. it's a great pitching performance. Really happy with uh, the bullpen for the most part and what guys did and executed. Um, you know, got a big swing there. Uh, did, you know, walk nine times, and yeah. that's a big part of our offense. So it's not all bad, but we're just we're trying to play to a standard above winning, and I think we could have done better tonight. Alex Malazzo got the start behind the plate tonight, and Alex came up with a couple of uh, hits, both infield hits, but one of them was a bunt that was also part of that big six-run fifth thing, a bunt that drove in two runs. Just talk about that play and how it was executed by Malazzo. Yeah, it was uh, right after a pitching change, and so we tried to catch him off guard, you know, before they could, you know, get too tricky. And Alex, good bunter, one of the best bunters on the team, and Josh Pearson, good runner. Um, yep. We had just put in the game to, to pinch run and scored all the way from second. So good job executing by those guys. And, of course, got to get your thoughts on Paul Skeens. You, you mentioned him uh, at the outset of your remarks. But, man, six innings, no runs, one hit. He gave up a hit in the first inning and then shut down Butler the, during the rest of his outing. 13 strikeouts and no walks. He threw only 80 pitches, Coach. I mean, just the model of efficiency. He couldn't have asked for more. I don't know how you strike out 13 guys on only 80 pitches, but uh, that was a clinic tonight, and uh, he's special. And certainly glad he's here. It was good to open up the game there and uh, be able to get him out. And, um, you know, I don't know that we're going to be able to do that too many times throughout the year with, you know, SEC play right around the corner. So it was good to be able to, you know, steal a few less pitches out of him tonight and him get through six innings and just Paul being Paul. Talking with LSU coach Jay Johnson following the Tigers' 12-2 win over Butler this evening here at the box. We'll take a break. We'll come back, talk more with Coach right after this on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Time to get a breakdown on the game with LSU head coach Jay Johnson on the Fighting Tiger 10th inning show. Now, from the clubhouse, along with the coach, here is Bill Frankes. Swing and a miss, and that's number 10 for Paul Skeens. Three starts in a row with double-digit strikeouts for the Tigers' right-hander. 
Paul Skeens, 13 strikeouts tonight. That's his career high. Most ever strikeouts as a college pitcher covering both his career at Air Force and here at LSU. 13 strikeouts tonight for Skeens to get the win. He's now 3-0 and on the year. His ERA now is 0.50. Another stellar outing for the big right-hander as the Tigers get the victory over Butler by a final score of 12-2. to This is the 10th inning show. Live from the LSU clubhouse here at Alec Box Stadium, Skip Burtman Field, we're rejoined by LSU coach Jay Johnson following the Tigers' win. And, Coach, uh, you mentioned that the bullpen did a nice job uh, in relief of Skeens. Uh, Micah Bucknam got you a couple of outs. Griffin Herring went an inning. Uh, Aiden Moffitt made his college debut. Uh, Gavin Guidry, uh, a young man who got his first opportunity to pitch here at LSU. Uh, I know you'd mentioned a few weeks ago that you guys wanted to give Gavin that opportunity. And then Sam Dutton closed it out getting the final out. I guess I have to ask you about Gavin Guidry. Uh, one inning, he gave up a run and a hit. He also had four strikeouts, and uh, looked pretty, he looked pretty comfortable out there on the mound. Yeah, that was impressive. And, uh, yeah, he will be out there again in relatively short order. <laughs> uh, you know, he wouldn't have given up a hit if we caught the ball on the third strikeout. Oh, that's right. Uh, and uh, we just we had it targeted for no more than 25 pitches, which is why we brought in Sam. Uh, obviously, we're going to be careful getting him going, but mm-hmm. – um, yeah, that uh, was great to see, and he'll be a big part of what we're doing on the mound. Of course, a lot of baseball left this week. Uh, three more games uh, tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. Tomorrow, a big challenge at 1.30, Coach. Uh, Central Connecticut State will be the, the opponent. Uh, they defeated Butler earlier in the day here at the box by a score of 6-5. to five. Uh, One of their hitters, their first baseman, uh, Ramon Jimenez, hit three home runs in that game for Central Connecticut as they got the win over Butler. That was their season opener. So they'll play their second game of the year against you guys tomorrow at 1.30. Uh, we talked earlier in the week about Central Connecticut. They were a regional team, played LSU just two years ago. Certainly will be a big uh, game tomorrow. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. This is a, a team I like to schedule, a team that I think I think they're predicted to win their league. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's going to go have a high winning percentage, which helps in the RPI. But more importantly, it's a good test and uh, a good competition, good game tomorrow, and we're excited about it. Ty Floyd will get the start for you tomorrow. And, you know, Ty's done it all during his career. He's been uh, brilliant uh, both as a reliever and as a starter for you last year. Uh, just thought your thoughts about uh, him taking the mound as a starter for the first time this year. Yeah, he. this is what we had him targeted for, so this isn't anything new. He started, you know, key games for us at the end of last year. And uh, with five games here in six days, we need a little bit of length. We feel like Ty can give it to us and uh, excited to get him out there in this capacity. All right, Coach, we appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. LSU coach Jay Johnson with us as the Tigers get the 12-2 win tonight over Butler. Stay with us. We're back to wrap up tonight's broadcast after this on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Time to get a breakdown on the game with LSU head coach Jay Johnson on the Fighting Tiger 10th inning show. Now, from the clubhouse, along with the coach, here is Bill Frankes. This one is hit well out to right center field on a line. It'll get down right on the warning track. Two runs will come around to score, and Cade Veloso, with a stand-up double, will draw the ovation here from the Tiger faithful. Cade Beloso with a big two-run double for the Tigers in tonight's game. As uh, Coach Johnson alluded to earlier, several players were able to see action tonight. A good night overall for the Tigers in a 12-2 victory. LSU 12 runs on 10 hits, no errors. Another 
very solid defensive game uh, for LSU. Butler, two runs on only two hits. They got a hit in the first inning and a hit in the ninth inning, but that was it. Two runs on two hits. They did commit three errors. LSU gets the win behind the uh, outstanding pitching from Paul Skeens. Big home run by Dylan Cruz. Uh, broke the game open. It highlighted a six-run fifth inning for the Tigers. Alex Malazzo, starting catcher tonight, had a couple of RBIs. And as we just heard, K. Beloso also with a two-run double. And that helped spark the Tigers to the win. As we are live now at the LSU Clubhouse here in Ellick Box Stadium, Skip Burtman Field, the 10th inning show. Of course, Jay Johnson uh, just joined us for the past two segments. Uh, Coach Johnson has now uh, moved on to speak to the local media here. And then, of course, he'll get to work on tomorrow's opponent, which is the Central Connecticut State Blue Devils. Uh, that's a familiar opponent uh, to LSU. Several of these players are on this team. Uh, faced Central Connecticut uh, just two years ago. In the regional up in Eugene, Oregon, LSU played Central Connecticut in an elimination game. The game had went into extra innings. LSU won it in the 10th inning on a walk-off single by Giovanni DiGiacomo. Uh, that allowed the Tigers to stay alive in that regional. And, of course, you'll remember LSU went on to win the regional in Oregon and advanced to a super regional. Well, Central Connecticut State uh, defeated Butler earlier today here at the box by a score of 6-5. to five. That was their season opener. And they'll play LSU tomorrow. Remember, first pitch tomorrow is at 1.30 p.m. 1.30 p.m. tomorrow, LSU versus Central Connecticut State right here at Ellick Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field. Ty Floyd, the junior right-hander from Rock Mart, Georgia, will get the start on the mound for LSU. Our coverage tomorrow here on the network will begin at 1 p.m. So for Doug Thompson and Buzzy Heidel in the booth and Alondra Villarreal back in the studio, this is Bill Frankes saying thank you and good night from the LSU Clubhouse in Alec Box Stadium, Skip Bertman Field, where tonight's final score was LSU 12, Butler 2. And this has been an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network. This has been live coverage of LSU Fighting Tiger Baseball on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Called strike three. Right across the plate, belt high. Brought to you by the seven partners that represent Team LSU. Cox, the official communications provider of LSU Athletics. McDonald's, official sponsor of the LSU Tigers. Our Lady of the Lake, official healthcare provider of LSU Athletics. Albertsons, the official grocery partner of LSU Athletics. Hancock Whitney, the official bank of the LSU Tigers. People's Health, the official health plan of LSU Athletics. And by Coca-Cola, official beverage partner of the LSU Tigers. The throw coming home, the runner's Aggie, and he is dead to rights. The powerhouse of college baseball plays here. This is LSU Fighting Tiger Baseball on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
coverage of LSU Fighting Tiger Baseball is an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network, a division of LSU Sports Properties, and Playfly Sports. This broadcast is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast, internet streaming, or other use of the accounts and descriptions of this game without the written consent of LSUSP, Playfly Sports, or the university is prohibited. Network, a division of LSUSP and Playfly Sports.